0: Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays.
1: Okay, anyone got an answer to this question? What is your dream job? Mine is to be a war correspondent. Uh, Anyone beat that? What is your dream job, Ellie? An artist. What else? What is your dream job? Yeah, Thomas. An inventor, fantastic, yep. A train driver, let's have one up from up here. Anyone on the balcony, dream jobs? Yep, Joey? A postman, oh, too early in the morning for me. Well, Gareth, what about what the website says the dream jobs Well,
0: at number five, uh, there is a water slide tester.
1: (laughs) Pretty good, but I reckon number four beats that. A Ben and Jerry's Flavor Guru. Oh, yes, ice cream. These could be
0: made for us, I think, because the next one is a caretaker on a private island.
1: Now, I definitely think that one's more made for me than number two. Number two, a professional cuddler. Those of you who know me know that is not my dream job.
0: Come on, I could try.
1: (laughs) No, move on. Uh, But number
0: one. Um, is a Disney Imagineer. You get to come up with whatever idea you can do in Disney and make it yourself. Now, these are pretty amazing jobs, aren't they? But the chap who writes our Bible letter today thinks there is a job which is even better than any of these.
1: Yet from the beginning of Paul's letter to the Thessalonians to the very end, he keeps going on with thankfulness about how pleased he is he has the job he has, the job of sharing the good news of Jesus. Let me read to you from the start of his letter. He says this, We always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and our Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: For Paul, the best job in the world ever was telling people about Jesus, was seeing them listen and learn and change and grow. Paul loved it when he told them about God's word and they got it. He loved it when it changed them. And he was even absolutely overjoyed when they showed it.
1: And do you know what? I reckon if Paul was around today, he would love it. He would be chuffed, delighted, overjoyed. If today, as we listen to God's word, we get it. We're changed by it. And we live it out. We show it in the way that we do life.
0: Well, whether it's the first time or the millionth time that you have listened to what God is saying to you today, if Paul's anything to go by, there should be something here for everybody. However, it's great at the beginning of a service like this to ask God to speak to us. So we've asked the Horton family to come and do their first spot of prayer. There's going to be three of these, so you get to see them quite a lot.
1: Which is a brilliant thing.
2: Let's be quiet as we come to speak to our all-powerful, amazing God, Father God, in prayer, knowing that he hears every word and that he longs to give us good things.
3: Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a God who speaks to us. You haven't left us in the dark. In your word, the Bible, you have told us all we need to know about you and how we should live. As we hear the Bible read and taught this morning, please help us to listen, to concentrate on what you're saying to us, and please help us to want to get to know you and to be willing to obey you. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen.
2: And we're now going to pray together the words that Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer printed on the green sheets. Amen.
1: I don't know what your greatest jobs were. I heard some of them over here. There are more artists and teachers and pediatric nurses and lifeguards. But for Paul, the greatest job in the world was Bible teaching. And teaching the Bible that benefits and grows people as followers of Jesus. So I'm going to invite Pinga to come up and read to us a bit of 1 Thessalonians we're looking today. So as she comes up, why don't you turn, it's Let's on begin. page 1187, 1187, oh, well 1186, and she's going to read verse 13. So the top of 1187 to verse 16. So she's going to read 13 to 16 in 1 Thessalonians 2, and Paul explains how he does that bit of his favorite job, Pinger. Verse
3: 13, and we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. For you, brothers, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own countrymen the same things those churches suffer from the Jews, who killed the Lord Jesus and prophets and also drove us out. They displease God and are hostile to all men in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. In this way, they always heap up their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has come upon them at last. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks Thanks be to be to God. Thank you very much, Pinger. This is our our fourth week in this book of 1 Thessalonians. Um, And just to fill you in where we've got to, um, we've discovered that Paul had plenty of hassle as he spoke to the Thessalonians about Jesus and who he was. He was there for three weeks explaining who Jesus was from the Old Testament. He was God's promised rescuer king. Three weeks, and then he was chased out of town by the enemies of God's word. We'll be thinking a little bit later about them. However, three weeks was plenty of time for young people, old people, men, women, rich people, poor people, to trust in Jesus and to become Christians.
1: So one Thessalonians, and it would be great to keep it open, is a dead happy letter in which Paul shows that he is so glad that his friends in Thessalonica are keeping going as Christians. But also in this letter, Paul uses it a chance to stick up for himself, to stop the people in Thessalonica believing bad gossip about him. He says, listen, I haven't done anything flash or or fancy. I haven't tricked any of you. Rather, I've just explained to you very simply what it means to trust in the good news of Jesus.
0: And he reminds the Thessalonians that they heard this from Paul and he did it in a way which was caring like a mother and encouraging like a father. It was a message that Paul loved to share with them. It was his best job ever because they got it. Look at verse 13 with me again. If you haven't got your Bibles, open them them again um, because we'll be popping back to it lots of times. Verse 13, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God. These baby Christians, as they heard what Paul was saying, realized it was what God was saying to them. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for that popular game show, Quiz Time. And here is your host, Dwayneetta Twinkle Smile, and the contestant Hot Lips.
1: Well, hello there, folks. My name's Dwinetta Twinkle Smile and my teeth clean because I keep them clean. You may remember that last time on Quiz Time. Hot Lips blew away his other opponents as he answered four in a row in Banana Bonanza. Hot Lips is therefore back as our reigning champion. Hot Lips, are oh, you feel confident? Great. Well, I need to let you know, Hot Lips, today on Quiz Time, we're not doing Banana Bonanza. Oh, no. We've moved on to another Quiz Time. We're going to be doing playing dynamic duos. The way it works is I'm going to show you one half of a dynamic duo and you just need to pop your hand in the air, you pour in me air rather, hot lips, you okay? You just need to let me know who the partner is, okay? Got it? You f- still feeling confident? <laughs> oh well, I hope you're ready to play because it is time for dynamic duos, hot lips. Tell me, who is the other half? of this dynamic duo. We have Ant and we have...
0: Is it Bananas?
1: No, can anyone help Hot Lips out? Yes. Deck, it is Deck. Okay, Hot Lips, not the greatest of starts, but it's okay, you still can get three out of four. Who can tell me, can you tell me, who is the other half of this dynamic duo? We have Batman and we have...
0: We, we think it's Bananas.
1: It's not Bananas. It's not Superman. I'm heading over. Yes. It is Robin. It is Robin. The other half of a dynamic duo. You put the two together. Okay. Next one, Hot Lips. What about Pumbaa? Who is the other half that goes to make this two dynamic duo?
0: We think this one might be Bananas.
1: It's not Bananas. Can anyone help out? Who goes with Pumber? Yes, right at the back. George Barker. Team on. That is correct. Okay, Hot lips. For Pride now. We're playing for Pride, okay? Other half of this duo, dynamic duo. My mate, Ken and...
0: Oh, uh, we think we've got this one. It's oh, Bananas. Yeah. Ba- yes, yes.
1: Bananas. No, it's not bananas. Yes, do you know, young lady? It is Barbie. That is right. Oh, dear, hot lips. You're no longer the champion. You go away with nothing. It seems to me all you know about is bananas and not much else. But the rest of you, you have proven that you are worthy contestants on my show. You know that if we're going to have a dynamic draw, we need two things to partner together. Well, That's all for me, folks. Until next time, quiz fans, it's been great to see you, but even better for you.
0: There are some pairings out there which are absolutely fantastic, aren't there? There's uh, Batman and Robin and uh, Ant and Deck. I think it's about 14 years on the trot they've won the award for that. Um, The Thessalonians in our passage today discovered amazingly and joyfully and delightedly that there is another amazing dynamic duo. Paul's words and God's words. Verse 13. You accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the word of God.
1: Now, Paul isn't bigging himself up here. No, he's bigging up the way that God amazingly has chosen to speak to us. Paul is saying, look, God speaks, and in in his Bible, that is written by humans. Dynamic duo.
0: Now, um. Uh, just to show you that this is true, um, uh, Paul would have been one of these people who argued from the Old Testament, a book from Isaiah, a, a book called Isaiah, he quotes from quite a lot. So you could go to Paul and you'd say to him, look, Paul, is, um, is Isaiah written by Isaiah? Yes. Um, uh, but you could also ask him, is Isaiah written by God? Yes. And then you'd probably say to him, well, so you're saying that Isaiah and God wrote Isaiah together? Oh, Yes. And sound like Churchill. Yes. <laughs> this is the same for Paul and his letters too. When the Thessalonians heard the things that Paul was saying, they got it. And they realised that it was God actually speaking to them. So um, when the, Thessalo- the letter to the Thessalonians was written, was it written by Paul? Yes. And was Thessalonians written by God? Yes. And was Thessalonians written by Paul and God together?
1: Yes. Oh, Yes. <laughs>
0: You know, until I became a Christian at 18, I thought this book, the Bible, was boring and old-fashioned and out of date. Um, Somebody here may feel the same about this book today. If you do, then let me encourage you. You see, um, as I grew up and read this book sensibly and thoughtfully like an adult, it actually changed my life, changed it absolutely amazingly and it became something that was like a letter from the queen or a valentine's card or a long text from somebody who loved me it became something that I delighted in
1: so always enjoy listening to this book in this book this is where God speaks how amazing is that in this book We can meet with God. How brilliant is that! In this book, anyone, everyone can come face to face with God's promised rescuer king. What could be what could be better than that? So yeah, in this book, there are loads and loads of blessings. There are loads and loads of promises that God keeps and gives to us to help us. There are loads of encouragements. And in this book, there are also challenges. There's also things that tell us where we need to change and, and it points out our, our sin and our wrongdoing the way we go against God. So in this book, there's really lovely things to hear and there's tough things to hear But they're all great things to hear.
0: So let's not start saying we like one bit of this book and we don't like other bits. It's all the word of God. Let's not get lazy and stop looking into what God has to say to us in here. Uh, Let's not start to think that we know better than the almighty God who loves us very much and forget what he says in here.
1: Paul said, I have the greatest job in the world as he spoke to the Thessalonians because they got it. As they read his letter to them, they knew that it wasn't just Paul speaking to them, it was God speaking to them. Do
0: you know what, Tamar, when it comes to this book, I think that everybody, everywhere, ought to listen to it. You see, this is one really hot book.
1: It is one hot book. So as we thought about getting it, why don't we... Pray about that now and ask for Horton family to come back and lead us in annex a set of prayers.
4: We're going to say sorry to God together now. We're going to use the words that are on your green sheets on page two where it says confession. And we need to say sorry to God because even though he loves us and cares for us, we don't always listen to him uh, and we don't live as he says we should. But because of Jesus, he has promised to forgive us if we ask. So let's say these words together. Our Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us, care for us and speak to us. We know that this week we have not always lived the way you tell us. We have done wrong things and not done all the good things we should have done. We have ignored your word and not listened to you. Only you can save us. So please forgive us and help us to live as your friends. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's carry on praying, asking God to help us to live for him.
3: Heavenly Father, thank you that your word, the Bible, is the best book in the world. Thank you that we can get to know you by reading it and that it reassures us that you are there. Thank you that it encourages us to keep going when we feel like giving up and that it shows us how to live. Please help us to make sure we read it every day and look forward to hearing what you have to say. Please would we believe you and trust what you you say. Please would we listen when the Bible tells us that we are going wrong. Please would you give us hearts that love you more because of what we read. Please make us more like Jesus so that we will obey you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: So Paul thought he had the greatest job in the world. He thought he had the greatest job because the Thessalonians, well, they got it when he spoke God's word. But not just they got it, but it changed them.
0: i got harvester, and I'll give you the key.
1: Hi, uh, hi uh, what, what are you doing? doing
0: here? Well, uh, hello there. I'm Farmer Giles, and Gareth told me to come down here and have a little word with you about my seeds. Oh,
1: did he? What what do you need to tell us about your seeds?
0: Well, I buy my seeds from the garden centre or the farmer's market, and then I open the packet.
1: Great. And and, and how do you make your seeds grow?
0: Well, I've no idea how they grow, but I plant them in the ground.
1: Okay. Uh, And then how do the seeds grow?
0: Well, like I just said, I've, I've no idea how they grow, but I put manure on top of them, it gets a bit smelly.
1: Good, good. Um, but how, how do they then grow?
0: I think I may have said this already, but I have no idea how they grow. I just pour water on them and then, you know, pick up the weeds that come up in between.
1: OK, so, so manure... Yes. ...and water... Yes. ...and take out the weeds... Ah. But how do they grow?
0: I'm only going to say this one more time before I leave. I have no idea where, why they grow or how they grow. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. I don't think he knows how seeds grow. Which is kind of helpful, really, because it reminds me. You know, sometimes I think when I see people growing as followers of Jesus, I'm tempted to think it's because they're trying really, 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 really hard themselves. Or maybe they're growing as Christians because they go to a great church. Or they've got fantastic explorer, adventurer, pathfinder leaders. But actually, that's not what it says in 1 Thessalonians 2 have a look again at the end of verse 13. It says in chapter 2, verse 13, right at the very end, it is the word of God which is at work in you who believe.
0: So like Farmer Giles with his seeds, we should work really hard, Tamar and I, as we come and teach in the morning when we Look at the Bible before we come and teach. Um, When you open your Bible at home, you should use your brains and think very hard about the things that it's saying. Um, You should ask yourself, So what? What, How is this going to change me when we read what we hear in the Bible? But the change that actually happens is all to do with God's word through his spirit, which is at work in you. It's a miracle. Just like Farmer Giles' seed, God, who creates life out of a dead seed, creates life out of a person as he, through his word, works in our hearts to change us as children or adults. And then that same word goes on to keep encouraging us to grow.
1: Do you know what? All this talk of growing reminds me of a song I used to sing when I was, well, when I was a bit younger than I am now, shall we say, when I was in Sunday school some of you might know it's so please join in with me as I see it goes read your bible pray every day pray every day pray every day read your bible pray every day and you'll
0: grow 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 I
1: think I'd better stop there yeah, okay. but don't read it you won't grow
0: you know what Tamar it's dead important that Everybody gets to hear what God is saying in this book because it's one hot book.
1: It is one hot book. It's a book that we can get. It's a book that God can speak to and change us. And so we're going to pray again and ask the Hortons to return to the front and help us with that.
2: Let's be quiet as we sit or kneel to speak to our almighty God.
3: Heavenly Father, thank you for teaching us more about you this morning. As the Thessalonians knew, the Bible is your word, not just human words. So we pray that we wouldn't forget what we've just heard. As you did with the Thessalonians... Please change our lives too, so that we will show other people how amazing you are by pointing them to Jesus. We pray for friends and family who are sad or lonely or sick, and in particular of those being given a hard time for being Christian. Please would they look to you for strength and everything they need. Trusting you and your promises, even when life is difficult. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: We're going to carry on praying, this time for Robin and Lorna, mission partners of our church family, working amongst the Tengir people in Central Asia. Father, first of all, we thank you for the encouragement it has been to Robin and Lorna this weekend to be baptizing six new Christian brothers and sisters. We pray for those six, that they would grow in their love for the Lord Jesus. Please would you use them in the years to come to bring even more Tengir people to put their trust in Jesus. As Robin and Lorna start a few weeks of travel tomorrow, to Singapore, Australia, and elsewhere. Please give them stamina, wisdom, and good health so that they can have a valuable time encouraging others and themselves being encouraged to keep on going in teaching the Bible to others, even when it's hard. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Heavenly Father, As we start another week, whether at home, at work, or at school, please keep us reading our Bible and praying because we are totally dependent on you. And we really want to serve King Jesus better, so please keep us trusting you this week, putting you first in everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do. For we ask our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: If you'd like to look up now, if you're anything like me, you're very quick to forget. So it's a good thing to remind ourselves of what we believe, uh, which is why sometimes we do that all together on a Sunday morning, and we're going to do that now. If you'd like to grab your green sheets... We're going to remind each other of the great truths of the Christian good news using some of the words from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And to keep us awake, we're going to stand up as we declare these words to each other. So let's say together This is the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred. This is what we have received, and this is what we believe.
1: So here's a question for you. How did Paul know? How did he know, as he wrote for Thessalonians, that he had got what he had taught them, they got what he taught him. Uh, Let me start again. How did he know they had got what he had taught them from God's word and it changed him? How did he know it? Well, they lived it out. They showed it in their lives. Let's look back at 1 Thessalonians 2 and at verse 14 and 15. Let me read it to you. For you, brothers became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own countrymen the same things those churches suffered for the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out.
0: So like a tracing paper or a mirror or one of those special pens that helps you reproduce something, Uh, the Thessalonians imitated, they copied all the good bits they saw in other Christians. Um, If you read verses 14 and 15, it's like dominoes. Uh, They copied Jesus. The Judean churches copied Jesus. Uh, And then the Judean churches were copied by the Thessalonians. And then the Thessalonians, if you read back in chapter one, they were copied by their neighbours and everybody, everywhere. It's good to be a Christian copycat.
1: However... These verses in 1 Thessalonians are really clear that as the Thessalonians copied and became more like Jesus, there was another domino effect going on. Ready? So, the verses tell us that through history, people have suffered for trusting in God and his word. So, the prophets, God's messengers suffered. And then we know that Jesus suffered. And and from what we've been doing in Thessalonians, we know that Paul suffered and Silas as they were driven out of Thessalonica. And then similarly, the Thessalonians suffered. On to 2018. What about us? I don't know if you have ever thought about trusting in the Lord Jesus or maybe, maybe this morning you've been challenged afresh about how you need to be living out God's word. Either way, either way, you need to know that actually, as a Christian, suffering from what we believe is often a part of it. You see, not everyone likes God and his word. And so sometimes it's really tough to follow him, which you might think, I don't want to hear that on a Sunday morning. But do you know what? As I see Christians who are going through a tough time for believing in Jesus, it helps me remind me of two things. The first thing it shows me as I see them keeping going is this, that they really, 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 really do believe that God's word is true. And the other thing is as they go through tough times, it shows me that they are depending on God and his word. Other things might have let them down, but they can rely on fully on him
0: Uh, you know what tamar um i love it when i open the bible with friends and with family and even with strangers people that i don't know and they read what's said there and they get it and it changes them and then they show it in their their lives i am totally with paul when he says that the best job ever is telling people about what god says in his word because this is one seriously hot
1: book it's true. And you know what? There is nothing that pleases God more than people introducing others to Him through His book. So it's terrible when people do the opposite, when they stop people knowing about God through His book. And that's why our passage today ends with a warning. Those who trust in God and his word may please him. But you may have spotted it in verse 15 that Paul says, look, enemies of God's word displease God. Opponents might think that when they're being kind, but actually they're being hostile, they're being nasty. And if they stop people hearing God's word, that makes God cross.
0: Uh, You might think what Paul says in this last little bit of our verses is a bit too strong. But in the light of what we've seen this morning, let me put it like this. The truth in God's word is the only thing that can save anybody. It is the only thing that can help us to grow, to get to know him better. So anyone stopping people hearing what God has to say is really, really bad. It might be a friend who's put off going to church because of some gossip. It might be children who are stopped from hearing God's word. It might be friends or colleagues or people at school who never hear about Jesus because of really strict rules. Whatever it is, not letting people hear God's word is like starving people who you know, not being told where the free food is.
1: That's what was happening in Paul's time. Uh, And it's what still happens today. And it still displeases God. But it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Paul knows that the best job ever, a job that any single one of us could have, is to tell people the good news that we find in this seriously hot book. I hope you've got friends or family who do that for you. I hope that you do it for other people. I hope that when you see people get it and it changes them and they show it in their lives that you are chuffed and delighted and overjoyed just like Paul was.
1: I know we certainly would be if today you've seen a bit more of how Jesus speaks through his word. We'll be chuffed and delighted and overjoyed. Why don't I pray for us before we stand and sing our final song together. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this morning's reminder that in your words, we have a book which you speak through, a book which shows how much you understand us and understand the world we live in. We pray that we, all of us, different ages and stages as we are, all of us would be reading your word and would be getting it and through your spirit would be changed by it so we can show that we are following you. And we pray this in King Jesus' name, amen.